Today's episode of Read Me Romance is brought to you by someone standing next to you while you scroll through your phone and them seeing the 90 selfies you took trying to get the right one. Mortifying. On with the show! Hey everybody! Hey lady listeners and uh, the mansters, the man listeners, the manny manny listeners out there that uh, are listening along with their wives. We like you. We think you're doing a great job and, and good for you for getting on board. So we're here for the second installment of Switch Bitter by Sarah and I today, and I'm really excited to share it with you. Before we start, I'm going to read a couple of listener emails, but also it's my anniversary today, my wedding anniversary. You'll be listening to this two weeks after today passes, but (laughs) yeah, March 19th is my 12-year wedding anniversary. And like I was thinking, I love wedding disaster stories. So can you guys send me yours to readmeromance at gmail.com? I I would love to hear them. Mine was crazy. My wedding was insane. It was on a Tuesday. (laughs) It was raining. I got married in New York City in Manhattan at Central Presbyterian Church. And which is like my husband's a Catholic and I'm I'm not. So it was the only place that would like marry a Catholic to a heathen, I guess. (laughs) So I'm not Presbyterian. Not that I have anything wrong. Not that there's anything wrong with Presbyterians. I'm just not, I just, that's not my denomination. And so, yeah. Anyways, that was a total sidetrack. We got married on a Tuesday. It was raining. Like, it was just so random. Like the whole wedding we got, we had our reception in like a back room at a Caribbean restaurant. There was like open bar, and not enough food, so everybody got shit-faced, like, and just stumbled off to go find, like, the closest street need cart in the city. And mostly, like, so we were just going to get married in, we were just going to get married in, like, City Hall in Brooklyn, where we lived. And my parents, who are, like, super, my parents are born-again Christians, and they were like, well, why not just, like, just see if you can get into a church, like just for a little, just like a little church wedding. (laughs) And they just kept pushing it. So I finally found a church that would marry us. Like it was like, I'm glad we did because it really was beautiful. It was like stained glass and old fashioned and small. And it was, it was kind of raining. So it had that romantic feel to it. But like what I remember most about that day is my friend Bernice, who is my maid of honor, like we spent the night together at a, at a hotel. It was like an embassy suites in downtown <laughs> Manhattan. And like we did everything ourselves. Like we didn't have I didn't have a wedding cake, so we just did like cupcakes on a cupcake stand, but like come the morning of the wedding, I realized I don't have a fucking cupcake stand, which is pretty pretty key for a cupcake stand uh display. So we found one at, at like a random bakery and then driving to the reception place to drop it off she was like in the back seat putting it together <laughs> like with her hair like up in you know like being protected by a by a scarf and just like everything being crazy that entire day like i, I remember going into the open bar in the back of this Caribbean restaurant, wearing my wedding dress. It's like dragging on the ground. I'm wet. And the guy, the doorman stops to put a wristband on me so I can get drinks at the open bar. And I'm like, 
dude i'm wearing a wedding dress like obviously like this is my wedding and i'm i can get free drinks from the open bar but it was so like i it was like that was my entrance was getting a wristband put on me <laughs> for the open bar it was it was kind of a disaster but like at the end of the day it was a good it was pretty good for a tuesday night okay so here is so yeah you guys send me your wedding disaster stories readmeromance at gmail.com and we'll read them on the air so here is a listener email i've got two here this is in reaction to us talking about being shamed for romance for reading romance so this listener wrote in this lady listener she says hi guys i was able to relate to you guys so much when you said not a lot of people respect the romance genre and don't believe them to be quote unquote real books the number one question people ask me when they learn i've got a bachelor's in english they want to know what my favorite classic novel (laughs) is and when i tell them that i'm not a huge fan of them and that i really enjoy romance novels their face drops They wonder how someone who has read so many different genres of books has romance as their favorite genre. I tell them it's not for everyone, but it makes me happy. I don't let anyone make me feel bad about my choices, especially my family when they see my book recommendations pop up on Amazon Prime. LOL. I think that's a really healthy attitude. Go you. Go girl. Okay, here's another one. Hello, lady writers. I was a bit quiet as a kid. Oh, this is... Sorry. (laughs) This is a sleepover horror story and i felt this so hard i just was going through the emails right before i started recording and i saw this one and i was like oh my god i can feel the like like not to make not to make her feel worse but just like the awkwardness of this is so severe hello lady writers i was a bit quiet as a kid and kind of shy when i was eight or nine i was at this girl's house but when we were playing outside there were a lot of bugs so i went inside alone I came out of her room a couple hours later wondering where she was. This girl's mother forgot I was there because I was playing so quietly in her room that she told her daughter she could go stay the night at another girl's house. (laughs) I was so embarrassed that I still stayed over and just hung out with her mom and sister. Needless to say, we weren't friends after that. Love the podcast. This is exactly the kind of show I was looking for. Very MFM, but sexy. MFM is my favorite murder, which is such a compliment because that's that's like me and leah's favorite favorite all-time podcast but (laughs) so the fact that she like sent her daughter off to go spend the night at someone else's house and didn't even come to find you or call her call your mom to see where you were like and then you just stayed (laughs) oh my gosh that is that is something that i feel like that's something similar has happened to all of us at least it has to me but bravo for sending sending that in. I really appreciated that. Okay, guys, I'm going to send you off on your way to the second installment of Switch Bitter by Sarah Nye, and I'll catch up with you on the other side. Bye! Writer. When the library door blows open, partly from the gust of wind creating suction in the lobby, partly from my solid yank, the girl pushing on it from the other side loses control of the small stack of books in her arms. Propping the heavy door open with my booted foot, I squat, intent on retrieving the textbooks. One paperback, a romance novel, escapes. I pluck it from the tile and suspend it between us, glancing down at the cover. Black and white image of a shirtless dude holding a baseball bat, sweat dripping down his chest. The title is Hot Pink, something about hard balls, and it's yanked from my grasp before I can flip it over to read the back. Thanks, I think I got it.
The girl refuses to look directly at me, busying herself with stacking her books neatly, the sexy novel relegated to the bottom of the bunch. Even in this cold vestibule, I know she's blushing by the way her head dips bashfully, burying her grimace in the colorful scarf tied around her neck. So bundled up, and kind of stinking cute. I study the visible part of her face, still propping the door open with the toe of my boot. Her brows go up. I know I know her from somewhere. Uh, her voice trails off. Are you going to let me pass? Was I staring? Shit, sorry. Well, thanks for the help. Scoots past me and almost gets to the second set of doors before my next question stops her. Why haven't you called me? Excuse me? You're Piper Davenport, aren't you? Fuck, what if it's not her? I- The rest of her words get lodged in her throat. Yes? This is the girl who won me at the Lambda charity auction and never called. I wondered about that, wondered why the hell someone would pay 200 bucks and then stiff a dude instead of contacting him. What kind of girl has the kind of money lying around where she'd win something and not claim it? It made no fucking sense, and it makes even less sense to me now that she's standing in front of me, obviously embarrassed. Weren't we in econ class together once? Her dark brows shoot into her hairline, surprised. Yes? I remember you. Of course I remember her, because Piper Davenport is all kinds of sweet and adorable. All smiles and good vibes. I could feel her eyes on me every time I took my seat in the front of the class, until I finally got glasses so I could actually see the notes the professor was writing. I wouldn't have noticed her, but my friend Kevin briefly had a crush on her our sophomore year and wouldn't shut up about her. He never asked her out, though, the giant pussy. Stared at her plenty, but wouldn't talk to her. He's fucking some random chick now, blonde, big tits. Won't last long, and she'll probably try to get herself pregnant. Piper shuffles her feet, readjusting the weight of the blue backpack slung over her shoulder. I get back to my original question. Why haven't you called me? She shrugs. Do you plan to? Her head jerks side to side. Why? I don't... No. You'd rather piss away 250 bucks than call me. It's more of a statement, less of a question. Technically, I didn't piss away that money. My friend Mallory did. That makes even less sense. She's the one who bid on you, then paid. But your name was on the winner form. I'm so fucking confused. I know. And neither of you is going to call me. No. Huh. Why am I pushing the subject with her? Half the guys from the auction ended up cleaning dirty apartments, unclogging drains, taking out garbage, scrubbing floors on their hands and knees. Axel Halsinger had to get a freaking live bat out of some chick's attic and only had a bucket, an oven mitt, and a tennis racket. I should count myself lucky Piper hasn't called in the favor of her winning bid. All right, I finally say into the silence, letting the words hang there, offering up nothing more. Piper Davenport's lips are zipped shut, but she offers me a tight smile. Well, I guess I'll see you around. Right. Or not, since you're not planning to call. It's on the tip of my tongue to add, but I fight the urge. 
I'm not a big enough asshole to stoop to being snarky. Besides, what do I care if she calls or not? Although, do I scare you? She turns, hand on the metal bar across the door, ready to push. Huh? Did you not call because I scare you? It's not unrealistic to think she might be. I'm a big guy, solid. At six foot two and a little over 250 pounds, I loom over almost everyone. Not many people are intimidated by my size, but some are, mostly women, especially the short ones. Like Piper. Really, I'm harmless. Big, but harmless. Piper offers me another smile, this one friendlier. Almost regretful. No, Ryder, you don't scare me. Oh. Good. Except now I'm even more confused. Without so much as a backward glance, Piper finally pushes her way through the door, letting the winter wind blow through the lobby, forging onward with all her might until she's outside in the cold, hair billowing out around her head in a million different directions. She hunkers down, head bent, breaking into a jog, crosses the street, shoving her key into the driver's side of a cute red jeep, tosses her shit in and hops up. I stand, watching as the muffler kicks out steam as the brake lights go on and she backs out of the parking spot. Watch until she's gone. Until there's nothing for me to do but go inside the library and study. Hey guys, lady listeners. So anyways, that was amazing. If you want more Sarah and I, you should go get it. Author Sarah Nye, uh, author Sarah Nye, uh, is the best place to go to get books from her. Sarah Nye is spelled uh, S-A-R-A-N-E-Y. She's really great on Instagram. She's like the cutest little bug in the world. At Sarah Nye Author is her handle. You can pre-order Switch Bitter right now in ebook. We'll put that link in the episode descriptions. And you can get all her How to Date a Douchebag books. That whole series is amazing. And also the jock. The Jock Hard series. I think Jock Rowe is the one that's out right now that's new. And it's like fabulous male athletic physiques on the cover. And you definitely want to go snatch those up. So go do it. And yeah, follow Read Me Romance everywhere uh, at Read Me Romance on Instagram. Rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And we'll be back tomorrow with more uh, Switch Bitter by Sarah and I. Bye. Read Me Romance.